Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming to you from our super cool new podcasting space at Shedpoint, which is a very fun co-working spot down in Alberta in Calgary. So welcome to another episode. Um, in lieu of a lady rant today, I wanted to share a very stupid, irrational fear that I have that I think is hilarious. So the building that we're in is very old, very old. Yeah, it's an old uh, warehouse space, I think. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's cool, but it's also full of like antique stuff and it's got an air of like mystery and slight creepiness. But anyway, I was in the bathroom just now and for a minute I got like a chill up my spine and I immediately was like, oh my God, what if like I look beside me and legs appear like they slowly like rise down in the stall next to me and there's like a ghost and like literally I literally have had that fear in so many bathrooms and I think it stems from the fact that I went to a really old school here in Calgary called Hillhurst and the school was built in 1910 and there's a bathroom in the basement of the school by like the actual coal stoves that used to heat the school and I swear when I was a kid I'm sure it was just my imagination but I swear it wasn't. Um, the like door of the bathroom one time just started like shaking uncontrollably and there was like scratching sounds on the stall next to me. And ever since then, I like have this irrational fear of like something very creepy happening in the stall next to me. And uh, it, anyway, that's my irrational fear. Um, that's weird. Okay. What's your irrational fear? <laughs> um. Oh, I have a few. I, I have a very irrational fear of birds. What? My um, my grandparents had a farm, and so I grew up on a farm. And if anyone has ever gathered eggs from chickens, you know that they are nasty. And uh, I remember as a little kid having going and helping my grandma gather eggs in the chicken coop, and the hens were nasty. And especially if they were in a state or whatever, and they'd like try to pick your hands. Anyway, so I have a huge irrational fear of all birds, like chickens, even like chickens, even more so because they're creepy. But yeah, I have a huge irrational fear of birds. I won't go in any of those, you know, like conservatory places that have like just birds out and like whatever. No, yeah. I will not do it. I do not a massive irrational fear of birds. I do not like them. I love it. I love it. Okay, do you have one more really silly one? Because I have one more really silly one. Uh, I don't. Do I have any more rational fears? I don't know. I don't know. Give yours. Maybe I'll think of something. Okay. So I'm also afraid of pool drains. Pools in general are, yeah. They, I don't know why, but I just, it's not even a fear that they're going to suck me down. I just like, I see a pool drain specifically in like a dive tank and I have a panic attack. I don't know. I... It's funny because I'm a I'm a swimmer and I grew up swimming and so pools, yeah, pools have I, 
pools have a bit of a thing, but my biggest thing is open water. So I hate the ocean, um, any lakes, any anywhere where I would be where I feel that I couldn't swim to shore. Like I get massive anxiety. Like I would never be a, a yawning person or anyone like out. Uh, that is yeah. not me. People sitting out fishing in the middle of a lake. No. Um, and yeah, I don't like swimming in the ocean. Like I like playing like on the shore and like kind of whatever, but I won't swim in the ocean. I mean, there's too many stories of people being ripped by riptides and like you never see them again. And yeah, no, anywhere where I physically feel that I couldn't get to shore. I just have, yeah, irrational fears of open water. Anyway. Well, there goes our yachting club that I wanted us to join. I know. It's our future yacht husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Screw yacht husbands. We'll have yachts ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> That's funny though. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, th- okay. So these stories don't relate to this episode at all because, well, nothing ever does in our world because as you Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows we are hot messes on a regular basis. <laughs> but, okay, so if you listened to our last episode, we were talking about whether the five-year plan is relevant. So if you haven't listened to that, maybe go listen to that first and this might make more sense. But this episode, um, we're going to talk about... Not doing what your parents well, told yeah, you to do. Well, do yeah. Does anyone really know what they want to do when they grow up? Yeah. Like, are we... We're adults now and we have our own businesses and we have our own homes and we have lives. But I still, honest to God, don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah, me neither. Is this a a society thing now? Like, I mean, I don't think our parents struggled with like these these thoughts. I mean, they just did what they did. But now it's like, yeah, I don't, I I know I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be doing, I don't, I do, I do know, I do not want to be working communications for the next 30 years. Yeah, and I'm not so sure. Like, I definitely think I still have a great love for communications and PR and sometimes social media. And I don't even think we need to get into the nitty-gritty of the tactical stuff. But, like, I do have a love for communicating and telling the story of a brand to a certain audience if I had to compartmentalize my passion for what I do. But I also have many other things that I want to do and I know that I'm not going to be doing what I am doing today for the rest of my life. So, but that being said, I also like recently discovered that I really want to open like a party planning and goods mm. store. Like we've, Alyssa, myself and one of our other friends have been throwing around this idea of like, what do we really want to do with our lives for yeah. the past couple of months? And we have like, Alyssa wants to open an alpaca farm slash teach. Yeah. Our other girlfriend wants to do like social enterprise work. And I really honestly want to open up like another Reeds. Oh, don't we all miss Reeds? Anyone in Calgary? I mean, that store was iconic. I agree. There is not enough. Did it? No. Reeds is closed, isn't it? Stop. No way. I think it closed during COVID. Oh, I, don't I know. hope not. I'm sure someone will tell us, but I, I thought it was closed. I just need to take a minute and geek out about Reeds. Ugh. So like for those of you who don't live in Calgary, you, you probably wouldn't know about Reeds, but there is a party like planning slash, what would you call it? Like goods store called Reeds um, on like one of the main avenues of our downtown. And as a little girl, my mom and I lived downtown multiple times and she would always take me to Reed's. And there was like everything from 
birthday stuff like cups and plates and napkins Mm -hmm. to like balloons and little knickknacks and like candy and toys. Like this place had friggin' everything and it was iconic. I had no idea. Well, I guess there's an opportunity now. There's this other store out of Chicago, specifically in Illinois, um, that this woman runs and she is the coolest like vintage. She aspires to be like this very vintagey persona and she has the coolest party goods store and online store that I have ever seen. And she also designs vintage dresses for kids and women. And so I'm just like, I want to be like you. If you want to, if you guys want to check her out, her um, Instagram, her personal Instagram is Angela Wator. W-A-T-O-R. And we'll put it in the show notes. Huh. But she is freaking cool. Like she sells plastic champagne glasses for parties that are like custom designed. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah. I know there is something. There's so many things. There's so many things, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, having an alpaca farm with hot ranch ha- or alpaca hands would be ideal <laughs> for me. Alpaca. <laughs> I can just see you interviewing for these hot alpaca hands. I know, really. I I also like here's here's a deep-seated secret I've never revealed before, but I really think that I would I would write great romance novels. Oh my god, you should start doing that's something you can start now. Right? There's got to I mean especially now with self-publishing and the Amazon unlimited Kindle yeah. thing, whatever. I'm like, I think, I mean, there's so far, like, the, there's a there's a way that they're written, right? Like with the meet cute and, or they hate each other. And then they, I think I would be a kick-ass. I, I probably will write it under a pen name because I'm just that person. But wouldn't that, like, seriously, that so just seems do- like the most kick-ass thing to do is to write hot books. A hundred percent. I mean, my deep-seated secret that isn't a secret at all, actually. Everybody who knows me knows this. I'd love to have a sex podcast. Dakota brings this up <laughs> literally daily. I literally... There was a girl out there from California named Sex with Emily. And she is the coolest freaking human ever. And she talks about so many things that empower women and vulva owners to take control of their sexuality and their pleasure. And I think it's awesome. And I think it's important. It that is true. Um, I'm just oh god, oh god, it makes me embarrassed just to think about it. She gets so freaked out. I'm <laughs> like, like, can we have this person on the cast? And she's like, no. No. In fact, there's a guest that we will have on the cast because I'm going to force Alyssa to to do it. Uh, that I'm so excited about. But anyway, I'm just very interested to see how Alyssa reacts to this guest. I'm just that makes me so uncomfortable. See, that's probably not what people would think, right? They would think. No. I, I mean, I am all about like women's empowerment and 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 free sexuality and all that good stuff. But to ugh, to talk about it just gives me anxiety. Well, I think here's the thing that's interesting. There's um, my prudish well, and actually Catholic this, upbringing. This like actually draws a line in the sand a little bit with what we want to talk about today because it is a brave new world in that I was actually on a call with a client earlier today. They're a new client and they're a very conservative client. But we got onto the topic of like, how am I growing my business? And, and she was very interested in my growth, like right off the bat. And I made it very clear to her that like, I only take on clients that I align with on a personal level as well. And she's like, wow, Dakota, that's really empowered. And my clients 
know me as me. And mm-hmm. so for sure, there are times when you want to be conservative and you would, you know, there are times where you wouldn't bring this kind of stuff up. And there are times when, yeah, it's deeply uncomfortable to talk about this stuff or other people say things about their personal life that I don't want to hear about. However, I think when you talk about it from an empowered self-development standpoint, because at the end of the day, Ladies Who Launch for Us is our passion project. And yeah, we do have parallels to our businesses, but our like I want our audience, you guys to know about this stuff because it's important. And so while we don't have to like go on a friggin' bandwagon about our sex lives, <laughs> I think we can have valuable guests on to educate us about how to be more empowered. So there, Alyssa. Okay. That's my that's my argument. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep <laughs> breaths. Like dying over there. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird that this bothers me, but I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. But anyway. <laughs> this podcast is not conservative at all. <laughs> no, and we are not. Oh my God, <laughs> no. We are so not conservative people. No, we are no, at all. No. And it's funny because I will listen to those kinds of things. I will listen to those podcasts and I like tune into that kind of stuff. And I yeah. love reading um, yeah. feminist uh, literature and websites and all that stuff and talking about sex positivity and all those things. But this, Like the girl over here who wants to be Anne Rice under a student. Right. <laughs> God, maybe I need some psychotherapy. I need some sort of assistance. Actually, quick side story that I think is really funny before we dive in. Um, <clears throat> Alyssa and I recently had an awesome photo shoot with our lovely friend, Britta. Shout out to Kokomore Studio. And at the end of the photo shoot, I was like, you know, I saw this picture on one of my other photographer friends' pages and I just, I really want to do something similar. And this picture involved um, a very like empowered power pose that was conservative, but not and we got the proofs back and this one individual idea I had turned out so good. And I have this great picture of myself that I really want to share with the world. But I had several conversations with colleagues and close friends about where this picture should be shared. And to Alyssa's point, I only feel comfortable sharing it on my personal Insta because I think there would be some people in my business world that might be slightly uncomfortable. And it's not even a bad picture. It's literally me in my blazer, high-waisted pants, but we got some cleave going on. Yeah, you're not wearing a shirt. I'm not wearing a shirt underneath my blazer. No. But nothing is exposed. No. Um, but it is a sexy, but to me, very but, powerful pose. God, should we talk about this photo? But her face, like when you see the photo, is like pure boss bitch. Yeah. Like you are not, like the 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 fact you're not wearing a shirt and you have cleavage like under your blazer, but your face is like full on like I will take you down. Exactly. Like, it is like it it actually is super cool because it's such a dichotomy of showcasing your body, but yet you are clearly in control of that photo. And that's exactly the point of the photo. Yeah. To me. To me, it means here I am as like an individual human slash business owner slash so many things, you know, daughter, friend. Um, empowered woman. And I'm showing a rawness of myself while also meaning business. But what's good about that photo and uh, is that you can use that photo in many different ways because if you, first of all, if you use that photo as an avatar on your social channels, no one would know like what was like, because if your avatar was your face, but you would know. Yeah. And that's kind of empowering. Totally. Like, I if mean, you use that as, like, the main photo, like, the main headshot photo on your new website that you're, you've are you worked on for, like, a bazillion years uh, that yeah. is yet to be done, 
Yeah. You would know what the rest of that photo shows. And that's kind of what's awesome about it is that, yes, your close friends, like the people that you want to see the full photo yeah. can see it, but you can use it as a, as a, as a headshot and you know in your head what's going on in that photo that other people can't see, which is kind of awesome. Totally. And just a special treat for you guys. I might pop up the photo to introduce this episode. Why not, right? Yeah. It, it's a great photo. Again, see, these are different things because I would never do that. Yeah. And again, I have no idea why I wouldn't do it, mainly because I'm like not nearly as comfortable in my skin as Dakota is. But it's a great photo. Well, and back to the comfort in your own skin thing too. Like <clears throat> four years ago, I would never have had the balls to take that photo. Yeah. Due to some severe psychological body dysmorphia issues. But anyways, um, that leads us into our topic of the day, which is... Are we finally getting to that? What are we like, so. 10 minutes into this thing? I mean, I think that was an amazing intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> the moral of the story is we are freaks. But anyways, yeah. um, we actually had my ex-husband on like two years ago and talked a little bit about this and that and the topic really is like do we have to be doing what society tells us to do and do we have to be on the trajectory that our parents were and the answer is no no and I like it becomes more and more rare that I meet people in my world who work a nine to five I know exactly what I'm doing and I know exactly when I'm coming home kind of job even those people that I know who work those kinds of jobs are starting to fall into the position where, oh, I actually do have to do a little bit of catch-up work on a Sunday or I actually do have to stay late because I want to get this done. Or, oh, I have like a side hustle thing that I'm passionate about. And so if you're feeling like, especially after COVID, you're struggling with this whole idea that you have to be married by a certain time or have babies by a certain time or have a certain job for 25 years so you can get your pension. Get that shit out of your head right now because it's just not reality anymore. Totally agree. And I think, and it's funny because I know my parents have never put that on me, like have never sort of put this how like this 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 box around me to be like you need to be doing this this and this but i still have that in my head of like well wait like when my mom was my age like we were like teenagers yeah i mean we have totally different existences like in comparatively my mom and i and so you can't like we as a generation can't really look to our parents and be like oh we we are like them because we're not like yeah. 90% of us are nothing like have lives, nothing like our parents at the ages that we are comparatively. Right. Right. And so why do we still think that we need to live our lives in a way that our parents did? Like, I mean, it, it's nothing. I don't think it's anything that our parents are putting on us. At least I know it's not our parents doing that. I mean, maybe other yeah. parents do, but so why do I think that? Why do I think that I should be, like, I have these thoughts all the time. And this is, again, one of those deep-seated issues that I deal with. But it's like, I think of what I, where I thought I'd be at this time of my life, and this isn't it. Like, yeah. do you ever think what you thought you, what you, what your 12-year-old self would think of you now? I don't actually, which is so weird. I used to. 
Like I, I'm like, oh my God, at 12, well, first of all, at 12 years old, I couldn't have imagined what my life would be this, right? Because yeah. you had a very limited view of what your life would be at 12. But I wonder if my 12-year-old self would be like, oh my God, she's so cool. Or what is she doing? <laughs> I feel like it would be the former. I like to think that my 12-year-old self would also feel that I was cool. I think for me, I measure my happiness and my worth these days by how much information I'm taking in about the world around me and how I'm treating other people. One thing I think about often, actually, it sounds kind of morbid, but I I like to think about what people would say at my funeral and what I would like for them to say. And to me, if I'm achieving um, a storyline that's very like, Dakota was a generous, loving human being who wasn't perfect, but she really added value to my life in X amount of ways. Like that's good enough for me, really. And I try to do that through my business too. Like if I don't feel like I'm adding value to a client or we're butting heads, like I know then it's time to cut it off. And so I think that's the way that I'm trying to live my life these days when I get bogged down and and think about like, what would my child, my girl child want to see? Like I, I just I ex- I have expectations of myself to just be a good person and to try and make a difference while I'm here because that's so needed right now, and to just do my very best with those pieces in every aspect of my life. Like it sounds really <laughs> kind of like lame, maybe, but I don't know. But I, I think it's valuable though because I think you get to a certain place in your life, and like I said, um, my twelve year old self would have been like, "Oh, you'd be married and have kids and." Totally. Whatever, right? I definitely thought that way when I was in that, when I was on that path. Like I definitely was like, oh, our next step is, but what's really funny actually was when I was 20 and met my ex-husband, he was like, okay, so I'm in love with you. Cool. Like let's get married. Um, Like, no, it didn't happen like that at all. But you know, just like, I think about four months in, he was like, I I really want to marry you and have kids with you. He's also a lot older than you. Yeah, I was like, well, shit, that's amazing. But no, I'm 21. And I literally said to him right then and there, I will not be having babies till I'm 35, actually, is what I said. Well, my 35th birthday is in three months. And I don't have babies, but it does not bother me at all. In fact, I actually don't know if I want kids. Yeah. So... That that that's going to be an episode later <laughs> discussing the uh, pressure yeah. of having kids or not having kids. But I think there is a... The value when you're talking about what people would say about you at your funeral... Um, I would totally want my funeral to be some like ripping ass party. I mean, come on, that's beside the point. But our time here should be about taking the time to work on like being a good person and contributing something to the world. Because I think because of all the anxiety that we all exist in on a daily basis with our work and family and all those sorts of things, we're worried about having enough money to retirement or you're worried about if you can afford a house and all those things suddenly take precedent over what you're doing just to be a better person because you can worry about saving. And I think COVID has changed a lot of that thought process for me because pre-COVID, I was very much about... I need like all like this amount of money gets set aside every month for RSPs and this like I was super um militant about that like yeah. and since covid it's like well I haven't contributed anything to investment so good luck but good luck. <laughs> 
But I think COVID has changed a lot of those thought processes because you realize very quickly how things change and how life can be so short. Um, and this also happened. I mean, also, I lost a friend of mine to cancer right at the beginning of, of COVID. Um, and she left a husband and two kids. And so, yeah, those thoughts come into your head. Like, why am I sitting here worrying about how much money I'm putting away in investments or um, or my next house or any of those things when it's like, ultimately, I want my time here to matter. And if I'm worried about all these sort of capitalistic things about making money and a bigger house and retirement funds and all those sorts of things, I'm not sure that I would be very happy with my, or proud of myself if I, yeah, at my funeral, if people were like, oh, she was driven by, yeah, and you're not, you're the least capitalistic human I've ever met. Um, I also think, you know, at the same time, like going back to our previous episode, like it's okay to have a plan. And I think the only time I myself get a little stressy is when I just feel like I don't have freedom and space. And that oftentimes involves money. So it's like, well, if I don't have slush funds and and like savings in places where I could need it, it's it's that safety net feeling. So I think it's fine to like prioritize your safety net, but don't get bogged down in like, oh, in two years, I have to live in this neighborhood, in this house. It's like lean into the possibility of what may come and what's meant for you, which I know sounds really hippy-dippy and hard. But literally, like ever ever since I started my business, I have never leaned into what's meant for me and like believed that there there is like some sort of path for me. And I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about spirituality. It's like just believing that I'm here for whatever reason and like letting things come as they may and dealing with them in the moment more than I have since I opened my business. And you, you kind of have to do that as an entrepreneur because the ebb and flow is a real bitch sometimes. Yes, as we all know. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think we have to just get out of the mentality that we need to be doing things because other people expect it of us. And even, yeah. as I said earlier, even if those people are not actually putting those expectations on us, we have those expectations, and I just think that that's probably the 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 worst thing that we can be doing for ourselves is doing things because we think that we're supposed to, and I think it prevents a lot of people from a lot it it, it prevents a lot of people from really following their passion. Um, they stay in in relationships that are toxic. They stay in jobs that are toxic because they think that they're supposed to. And I think, especially women, we are terrible with putting ourselves first and being like, no, what makes me happy? I want to pitch it all and open an alpaca farm or whatever. Yeah. Like, go do that. Because honestly, if in two years it doesn't work out, who cares? And the opportunity cost almost every time is your health. Right. Mentally and otherwise. Yeah. Now, that being said, we know a lot of you probably have families and kids and husbands and partners and wives and all the things. And perhaps you do have a lot of expectations on you. But if you, granted, I'm not married and you're not married, but if you and your spouse, whether you have kids or not, do not feel the same about these sorts of things, then those are bigger conversations that you have to have. Like if you feel that you need to stay in the job that you're in because um, you're husband doesn't have as good a job or like if you and your spouse are not on the same page with wanting the same things and wanting 
the same sort of life, yeah, then that requires bigger conversations. Of course. But with that, we will leave you to ponder some of, of that stuff and yeah. uh, get back to us at Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram or Ladies Who Launch Pod at gmail.com with any questions or comments. We will see you on the next episode. And if anybody does know what they want to do when they grow up, please pass that along too. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 